The Idaho campus of Brigham Young University has to be humiliated at this letter they had to send to all of their students. Okay. Because as a college campus, you pride yourselves on the intelligence of your student body, right? Right. So to have to email everybody and basically say, don't be stupid and have that get out to the world is is embarrassing. Okay. Brigham Young University, Idaho, is deeply troubled by accounts of individuals who have intentionally exposed themselves or others to COVID-19 with the hope of getting the disease and then being paid for plasma that contains COVID-19 <gasps> antibodies. Oh, my gosh. So students were finding people who had COVID, right? And being like, bro, cough on me. Yes. And so then the sick people would make out or whatever. And then all of them would get sick and then get better and then try to go sell their, their plasma. Students who are determined to have intentionally exposed themselves to the virus will be immediately suspended from the university and may be permanently dismissed. Oh, my God. And I think you can make money just selling regular plasma. Well, I was going to say what these college kids don't know apparently is you don't have to get COVID to be paid for random testing stuff. They have stuff all the time. They also have like uh, when I was in college, the psychology department would frequently have like like they would say if you suffer from anxiety, if uh -huh. you whatever, like you can go in and take the tests and get paid for it. Like there's other stuff you can do. A guy that I know, it was on his calendar, however many weeks apart it had to be, where he would go in and sell his plasma. Like just every, for a every, couple hundred bucks, just every, to like help pay rent. Yes, every 12 days. And then um, there were three, three or four girls who worked at the college radio station. And they would, they were on... They would get postcards in the mail. This is like before email and everything was the big yeah. thing. They would get postcards in the mail and uh, they would go to focus groups and they would like go yeah. there and they would get paid like $60 yeah. to eat Ritz crackers for two hours and compare them with like generic store-bought crackers. That's like the best job ever. Yeah. So uh, Brigham Young University Idaho recognizes that for many – the physical, emotional, and financial strain of this pandemic is very real. If you're struggling, please reach out to us. But don't try to get the virus to make a little extra cash. Do you think that's one of those things where the people writing that email were like, I can't believe we have to send this email. I cannot believe. It's like the same person that put, you know, like on Halloween boxes, like this costume will not make you fly. Uh, like Stuff a, like that. Superman like costume. someone's done it. So that's why it has to go out to everyone. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. This is your first episode of The Upside. Welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for my outdoor couch where I just took like a 10-minute power snooze 
and it's so comfortable and I can't get rid of it. I've had it for like 15 years. You love that couch? Yeah, it's the cushions have been replaced like three times on it, but the couch is awesome and I love it. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for sweatpants. And one more thing about my outdoor couch, if I may. Oh, yeah. I bought it at Target. Did you? Yeah. And I didn't even know that. And it's funny because when the cushions needed to be replaced, I went to Target and bought cushions for it, having no idea where you got it. Yeah, I bought the couch at Target, like probably 10 or 15 years ago. It's held up so well. It's so great. And I remember buying it at Target because it was after their summer furniture season. Mm-hmm. So I and it was it was part of a set that had gotten returned or whatever. And I got such a great deal on it. And I think of that every single time I, like not every time I sit on it, but like every time I move it or take the cushions off or something, I'm like, this is, this is like the best investment that I've ever made. I, first of all, Target furniture, I have never had a piece of Target furniture break. Like everything that I've ever bought from Target furniture wise, super solid. Number two, every once in a while, it's fun and like kind of neat to find something that is so cheap and from a, a cheaper retailer, not that Target's cheap, but you know, it's like it's not inexpensive. super high end. Yeah. yeah. Um, that lasts forever. And you kind of feel like this accomplishment of like, yeah, like I once bought a bra from H&M that lasted me until I donated it. Like it didn't have a scratch, a scuff, a tear or whatever. And it was 1099. It's amazing. Uh, I, um, the, the thing that's funny about that couch is if you buy something like that, this is such a weird tangent to be on, but if you buy something like that, that's such a great deal. You think about it every single time you use it or, mm-hmm. or move it or whatever. Like I think about, and I'm proud of that. On the other side of that coin is if you buy something crazy expensive and it doesn't last forever, you're mad at yourself every time you have to use it. I think that happened with a rug that I was super excited. Do you remember this that I was super excited about when we lived in South Carolina and it was so cool and I loved it and it looked amazing and I was so excited and it rained like twice and the whole thing got moldy and we had to like, you know, toss it because it was, was like, it, was that expensive? I think it was on the more expensive side of what I would like. It wasn't a hundred dollars. It was probably like 300, which is a lot in my opinion. Um, so I was like, okay, we'll make the investment, but it's going to look great. And we'll have this beautiful grown up outdoor looking, but you know what? And then it rained twice and literally it was so moldy. Poor Jeff tried to clean it with like every different kind of thing. And it wound up having to go away. And you know what we probably did is we probably tossed that rug and then just went into Walmart because I think that we was literally the closest, did. That was yeah. the closest store or Home Depot and bought a rug on sale for 75 bucks that lasted five years. Yeah. So we probably did. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, shopping with Callie and Jeff. That's our segment. <laughs> I, I, at the risk of, and you are, I, I, you can say out loud when I say this sentence, you, and that I'm a fool and I'm not going to be mad at you. But at the risk of sounding really, really arrogant, I do not think that Callie and I, especially me, are going to be unusually tired when we have a newborn in the house. 
Now, the reason that Jeff has formed this theory is... I worked in morning radio for over 25 years. I am used to odd sleep patterns, like I used to call micro naps, you know, where you're, you just grab 15 minutes when you can or 30 minutes. I'm, I can fall asleep in a heartbeat. Um, I, can, I, I can wake up. I can go from like being dead asleep to being, oh, okay, what are we doing now? We got to do something. I'm up like within no time. I just think my, and this is not a good thing, or this might be the only good thing that it's useful for. But in 25 years of having such a weird schedule, when people say, oh, you're never going to sleep more than two hours a night, you know, two hours at a time when you bring the, the, the baby home, you're only going to sleep for two or three hours. So you have to get up every two or three hours and all this. You're like, right. I've done that. Like, yeah, it, that it doesn't seem, I don't think that's going to be the hardest thing for us. I don't think the sleep part. Yeah. The not getting sleep part. I kind of don't either. Here's the other thing. And I, I meant to tell you, and I know people, I can hear you even though we're recording this in advance of you listening to it, I can hear future you laughing at me now. Like I know like, there. Oh, you wait. Oh, you just wait. I, there are people who have already hit pause and they're like 800-434-5454. Hello. Like I know. <laughs> I, how it sounds? I know that's happening. I and, and I will apologize if I'm wrong, but I'm just saying right now, I don't think that's going to be the obstacle for us. I meant to tell you. So our friend <laughs> Kylie um, who's a mom of two girls. She um, had her babies. And I remember seeing her like a couple weeks, maybe three weeks into her first baby. And I was like, how are you? Are you so tired? Are you whatever? And she's like, honestly, not really. She's like, I didn't expect to be getting good night sleeps. And this is like so wonderful that it doesn't, it hasn't really phased me. So she's like the one person I know that's ever admitted and been like, yeah, I was a little tired, but like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Cause when people tell you stories about kids, they tell you horrible stories. Well, no, no. Nah. I mean, they, they don't, people tend to warn you about things. They're not trying to be horrible. They're just trying to share what the obstacles will be. Right. But it's never like a, Oh yeah, I didn't really sleep much. The first two weeks were kind of hard. It was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, my mom's guilty of it. She does this too. Get ready to not sleep for 18 years. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's never a little. I, I you know. think if I'm being honest, I think you five years ago would have a problem with it because when you and I first met. I was the queen of sleep. I mean, she would sleep on weekends until like noon mm -hmm. as an adult. And I can't, as somebody who on a weekend, if I'm out of bed after 7am, I'm like, why did I sleep so late? This whole day is ruined. Yeah. So her sleeping till noon drove me insane, like nuts. And I would go to bed when you would go to bed, which back in the day was at like 10pm. And then I didn't have to be at work till 10am. So I would kind of quote unquote sleep in like almost yeah. every day. And so if that was your, if that's what you were coming from, if you were that person and then you had to give up, get up every two or three hours to, uh, you know, tend to a baby, I think you would have a huge problem with it. But given your current schedule and also 
what I'm used to, I don't think that's going to be a huge obstacle. We have an unidentified bug in our house that we were told to capture to be sent off to a lab. A couple of weeks ago, the exterminator was uh, here at our house, just, you know, spraying his little fancy stuff in all of our nooks and crannies. And not our nooks at the house. That sounded it's, really, yeah, no, whoa. It's a special exterminator. <laughs> um, let me get into your crawl space. So while he was here, <laughs> Callie pointed out, and we, you know, at the point when he came, we'd only lived here for like two weeks. Yeah. Right. So uh, Callie found these tiny little, they almost look like fleas, but they're not fleas but they're like flea sized bugs and they were on a couple of the windowsills and they were all dead. Mm -hmm. But the exterminator was here and, and like she found him and the exterminator was coming the next day. So she just left him there and showed him to the exterminator and said, Hey, what are the, is this anything to be worried about? Like, what is this? And he looks at it and he gets real close and he gets far and he's like, where did these come from? We're like, uh, you're the professional, sir. We're like, we don't know, but they're all like on windowsills. So I assume the window. <laughs> yeah. Detective Callie is on the case. <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, and he looked and he looked and he looked and he couldn't, he couldn't identify him. And so we swept him. He said, vacuum them all up or wipe them down, get rid of them. And then he gave us a mission. If they come back, he said, if you see them again, put them in a plastic bag and we need to send them off to a lab, which apparently the University of Georgia, which is like 45 minutes from us, has some sort of, what do you call the bug people? Uh, is it, it's Epidemiology not, is the only thing I can think of right now because of COVID, but like, I know that that's not it. it. But it's close though, isn't it? I had a professor in college that was one. Um, entomologist. A, entomologist. I was, entomologist. It's so funny because I was thinking of epidemiologist also. And I was like, that's not it. Different, um, different kind of bug. Yeah. So um, we have to send our bugs for testing. I've never seen anything like it. They're so tiny. I'm sure that they're harmless, but it's just gross. Well, and, and the windowsill that we found them on was the room that's going to be the baby's room. So that obviously we want to make sure that they're not like dirty or dangerous or whatever. Right. So when we first found my first thing, my non bug, I was like, oh, gross. I hope they're not baby roaches. And he's like, no, like he, he that's how he said it to you. He's like, no, like, why like would you're you? Dumb. Say, yeah. No. And then I was like, well, cause they're tiny. So then I started thinking of the most tiny bug I could think of. And I'm like, are they fleas? But our dog, you know, our dogs aren't scratching or anything. And he's like, fleas jump. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything anymore. And he kind of poked it around. So uh, Callie, I'm in the office a couple of days ago and Callie just walks in with a Ziploc bag and holds it up like in the Lion King, which just holds it over her head. Like I got it. And it was alive. It was alive and on our baby's curtains. So, but it was only Ugh. one, right? It, there was only one alive one. I'm itching right now. Does that happen to you when you start talking about bugs that you get scratchy? No. Uh, that happens to me when I walk through a spider web. You scratch? If I walk through a spider web for, yeah. You for, feel like the spider's in For you? the next 30 minutes, I'm convinced that I'm covered in a spider. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, we're sending our bugs off to a fancy bug place. Are they just going to write us back and be like, oh, this is what it is? And then what do we do? Um, no, they let the exterminator know. They contact him directly 
and let him know what kind it is, you know, what it is. Is that a thing that exterminators are like connected to labs and like when they don't no, know? No, I think this is this guy. I think this is this guy's, because this is a smaller company. It's not mm-hmm. like one of the big national chains or whatever. So he's just kind of like a one, like, you know, I think he only has like four employees. And the owner okay. was the guy who came out. Yeah. So he's like, I have a friend who works in a lab. So I'll oh. send it to him. Once he identifies it, then I can, like, if they're coming in from outside, maybe you got to treat the windowsill or if it's something that, like, lives in the wall, maybe you got to spray the wall. I got to say, you know what I love? I love people that are super passionate about what they do. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he was so into figuring it. You know what I mean? Cause he could come in spray our house, be like, Oh yeah, I'll spray again. Whatever. I don't know what that is, but whatever. This but is he's our... like so excited about his job that he's like, no, let's get to the bottom of this and really make things work. This is our second consecutive passionate exterminator. We had an awesome exterminator um, at our last house that would come and spray for bugs. And he was so excited to help. And we even had to call him a couple times and be like, Hey, we have ants in the kitchen. And he, all but flew to yeah. our house and it was like, okay, so here's how they come in and here's what they do. And here's what they, and Jeff and I were just enjoying him so much because he's <laughs> so passionate about what he does. And it, it was so cool because when I did call him, I was like, Hey, uh, I know I like, I kind of felt bad. I was like, I know you were just here last week. And, um, I woke up this morning and there's a little train of ants like in the kitchen, getting some food that we didn't wipe up or whatever. Um, I sprayed them and I sprayed where I think they're coming in. So I don't think it's an issue. And he's like, uh, well, you know what? Why don't I come out tomorrow afternoon and we'll just take a look and make sure it's not an issue. And I was like, okay. And he took all the drawers out, got into the cabinet, sealed a little spot, whatever. I love it. It makes me happy. The uh, Forbes magazine list of richest women came out the other day. The number one person on the list made her eight billion dollars billion with a b wow in the roofing industry that's amazing i had never heard what's your name and oprah winfrey i don't even think is in the top 10 whoa the number one person is diane Hendricks. she's worth eight billion dollars and she owns a company that does uh uh windows siding and roofing last year she was worth seven billion dollars what? The youngest person on the list is Kylie Jenner. Of the 100 people, 45 of them live in California. Uh, so the number one is roofing. Number two and three are tech. Uh, number four is a woman named Judy Love who owns retail and gas stations. Isn't that a truck stop? Love. I feel like I've seen those signs. Oh, does it does it have a heart as an O? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so That's pretty she, impressive. So she is on the list. And number four, the woman who owns Little Caesars Pizza is number five. I didn't know a woman who owns Little Caesars Pizza. And then Oprah. I'm Pizza. sorry. I said she wasn't in the top ten. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> I said I didn't know a woman. <laughs> I said I didn't know a woman owned Little Caesars Pizza. And then and then when they when after I said that, I said pizza. Oh, pizza, pizza. Yeah. Uh, Oprah is number nine on the list. Nine? Yeah. She's worth $2.6 billion. Oh, and the woman who uh, started Bumble or runs Bumble, the dating app, is worth $575 million. 
<laughs> She's right above Madonna. Can you even wrap your head around that kind of money? I would put that on my business card. I would put one above Madonna on the richest women list. Like that would be my and job. You title. know what's crazy? So Madonna has been working her whole life, touring, making albums, busting her butt. I'm not saying Bumble Lady hasn't busted her butt because I'm sure she busted every day, and I'm so impressed by it. That's a fairly new business, right? Like, like within Mad- a decade or two, right? Madonna so, spent decades building herself I up to mean, that. I mean, that kind of money is just blows my mind. Bumble Lady did it in probably five years. I don't know if you feel this way, but when I go to the grocery store right now, I feel like I never know what's going to be in stock, what's going to be available, what's going to be cleared off the shelves. Like it always seems kind of random to me. Um, But one thing that Jeff and I really always like to be consistent about buying is our meat. Not only that, but buying high quality, humanely raised meat. And we don't always get that at the grocery store. Sometimes it can be really hard to find. So what we've enjoyed doing is buying a butcher box and we change up what we get every month, depending on kind of like, I don't know what we're craving at the time. Um, this month we got actually last week, I think we got, um, some ground beef, which we always keep in our freezer. We got chicken. We got cod and we got pork. So our freezer is stocked with high quality meat and we just pull it out as we go. Each box has nine to 11 pounds of meat. So that's enough for about 24 individual meals. Um, And we love the quality that Butcher Box has brought to our table. ButcherBox is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members two lobster tails and two filet mignons for free in their first box. So you get two lobster tails, two filet mignons for free in your first box. How delicious does that sound? Go to butcherbox.com slash upside to take advantage of that offer. Again, that's B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X.com slash upside. If you've been listening to the show for the past couple of weeks, you've know you know that Callie has been making a schedule for me. I just don't do really well with time management. And one thing that I am enjoying and it is helping me out quite a bit is the ability to do stuff right from the comfort of my own house. Like seeing the doctor. Yeah, you can see a doctor from the comfort of your own home and now is the time when you need to get to the doctor the minute you start not feeling well. But you don't want to go sit in a crowded waiting room where you might be exposed to who knows what. So just grab your phone or sit down at your computer and go to plushcare.com slash upside. You're going to make an appointment right there, and then you're going to see a doctor who cares. And this doctor is going to be able to diagnose, treat, and even have a prescription sent to the pharmacy of your choice. They accept most major insurance carriers. They're available in all 50 states. Try it. Plushcare.com slash upside. Upside is the website, P-L-U-S-H-C-A-R-E.com slash upside. Do not put off seeing a doctor any longer. No more excuses. Make your appointment today at plushcare.com slash upside. You've heard me talk about the sustainability of Rothy shoes. You've heard me talk about how they're machine washable, right? Um, You've heard me talk about how there's no break-in period on these shoes, which is so remarkable. But they're also really, really cute 
shoes and bags. They come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. They come in a ton of different styles and they were in Vogue. Vogue, I feel like I have to say Vogue when I say that. Vogue calls Rothy's a personal obsession. And Health Magazine says they're the most comfortable shoes on earth. The point shoe that they have in black, the point style has over 3000 near perfect reviews. So if you don't take it from me, take it from those 3000 people, you are going to absolutely love these shoes. And they're made out of recycled water bottles to date. Rothy's has transformed over 65 million bottles into beautiful shoes and bags. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now. Rothy's.com slash upside. That's R O T H Y S slash upside style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Today's quote of the day is a reminder. Never stop doing your best just because someone doesn't give you credit. And now here's Jeff with three random things. Number one, if your yard signs are disappearing because your neighbors don't agree with your choice of candidate, the Philadelphia Inquirer rubbed or offered some, some some suggestions on how to keep your sign safe. This is the Philadelphia Inquirer newspaper. Okay. Rub dog poop <gasps> on the stakes so that when people grab the sign to yank it out, they also get a handful of poop. <laughs> that is savage. Um, I also saw on TikTok somebody cover their signs with a thin coat of Vaseline. So if you go oh to gosh. so if you go to grab it, your hand slips right off. You know what I saw um, across from a polling place or voting place yesterday? I saw um, a sign that said "Presidents are temporary; Wu Tang is forever." Oh, I've seen that one, and um, <laughs> in the in front of the library, you know, near our, our yeah, that's house? where I saw it. Okay, you know, there's that like. I guess it's about a block away or half a block away where every politician has, has put, put their, their sign there. Yeah. Um, in the middle of all those, there's one that says Rick Astley 2020. <laughs> uh, my second random thing, the average person has 75 passwords that they must memorize or keep safely stored. It's a lot. And my third random thing, this ties into uh, what I did as the pocket podcast, I think two weeks ago when I talked about no being a complete sentence. Yeah. And trying to recapture some of your time by simply saying no, mm-hmm. and you don't owe people an explanation. Uh, a uh, Psychology Today article says the number one thing you can do to recapture your time is train yourself to not make yes your default answer. Swap yes with let me get back to you. I did that a couple years ago. It's life-changing. So if you can just, so when people come up to you and say, hey, do you want to come over this, you know, this weekend we're doing like a socially distanced wine tasting or whatever. Let me get back to you. Yep. And if you go with that, then you can take time to formulate your excuse. The logic behind it, the psychology behind it is that most people are people pleasers. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't want to disappoint someone. Right. So you give them a let's get back to you. That allows you time to formulate an answer that protects your time, but also prevents you from disappointing them. You know what I started doing that works insanely well? And it took me a while to be confident enough to do this. But oh my gosh, it will change your life. I started saying no, but not giving a reason. Oh yeah. No is a complete sentence. I'm not able to make it, but thank you so much for thinking of me. 
Because what would happen is if you say what your other plan is, then there's no posting on social media. No, like, what if you forget? What uh, if you, and I can't keep up with lies. As you know, I'm like the worst liar ever. So just to cut all of the BS out, I just said, okay, I'm not able to, but thank you for thinking of me. Because the minute, the, mi- the minute you say, I can't come to your socially distanced wine tasting event because. Then you're locked into keeping up with whatever it I'm, is. I'm going to see my sister mm-hmm. or whatever. Then when they ask you how your sister is on Monday and you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Or they see your sister posting on social and there's like. Right. And she's not together. Yeah. So, uh, those are my three random things. And I want to end the show here with a question. Yes. I, there's a bit of controversy regarding my chicken dump, chicken and dumplings recipe. (gasps) Why? It was in the pick me up newsletter two weeks ago. Why? And I think, I think I have identified where the issue is. Am I correct that a proper chicken and dumplings dish? And let me, if you don't get the pick me up newsletter, let me tell you what this recipe is very quickly. It's basically chicken and vegetables in the stock, you know, the soup and whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, cooked in a crock pot for a while. Then on top of that mixture, we'll call it the soup. Mm -hmm. Uh, you put some of those, um, biscuits that come out of a, one of those pop open cans and you put those along the top, you cover the, uh, crock pot for another hour and a half or so hour, 15 minutes, stir it all together. You don't even have to stir it together. You just serve it with, with a biscuit in the soup. Yes. I think the controversy is coming from the fact that northerners think that the biscuits are undercooked. But if I'm not mistaken, a proper southern chicken and dumplings has the dumpling being a little more doughy, right? I love them doughy. Correct. And that's what a that's what chicken in my mind that's what chicken and dumplings is, right? Even though you're a northerner? It's a well I never had it, I don't think. Oh, you, until you got down here? Yeah. And then when I got down here, it's almost like the dumpling part is almost dough. So good. Right? Like a little chewy. Yeah. Yeah. And multiple people have said to me that the biscuits weren't cooked. Like, I think you're supposed to, like, people were writing me going, I think you left a step out. You're supposed to cook the biscuits first and then you set them in there. Cause I, cause from, they didn't fluff up like biscuits. And I'm like, well, they're not supposed to. Right? I know some people. Oh, no, that's chicken pot pie where people will make it like a crust, but it's. That's a completely yeah. different dish. Yeah. No, chicken, I vote for dough. But that's. Am I right? I have no idea, but oh. it tastes delicious to me. Okay. Well, uh, Southern cuisine experts, please validate what I'm saying. 800 434 5454. The recipe that I had called for cooking the soup for like three hours. And then you cook cook it with the biscuits on top for another hour and 15 minutes. And somebody said they ended up cooking it for six hours because, because they wanted the biscuits to fully cook. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I, I don't think that's right. All right. So your opinion and your input is needed. 800-434-5454. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. 
Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Make sure you're subscribed to The Upside with Callie and Jeff wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. You know what I realized? It is halfway through October, kind of, because October is 31 days. But we have not watched a single Halloween movie. I'm not as into the Halloween movies as you are. Oh my gosh, you don't have a favorite Halloween movie? I don't. Not one? No. Oh. Am I supposed to I say? I don't like scary movies really, but like I'll, I like the, um, what am I thinking of? The word, not like the catalog that that stations put together. Like the, the schedule. Pl- the playlist of Halloween. The ha- playlist of how, ha- yeah. Cause like it's a fun time of year to watch stuff like Adam's Family, Hocus Pocus. Even like the old, um, I know what you did last summer in Scream movies that seem kind of silly now that were like so scary back in the day. I love it. I love seeing those into the playlist that we have not watched one. Uh, I'm down for it. I only watched Hocus Pocus for the first time last year. What'd you think? You didn't like it. I, you know, it's a classic. I don't know that I'm its it's target target audience, to be honest. I don't think that you are. (laughs) Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Jackie. Jeff, I wanted to let you know I made the chicken with dumplings recipe. Oh my gosh, husband loves it. It's delicious. I have honestly never had chicken dumplings. I don't know if it's like a southern thing and I'm a northern person. But I wanted to let you know when I put biscuits in, you know, the raw biscuits, cut them up, put them in an hour and 15 minutes on high was not enough to get them to cook. They were totally all gooey. So I did it for another about 45 minutes, I think, and then it was good. But that might just be my crock pot. Thank you so much for the recipe. It was delicious. Bye. Have a great day. You visit TakeCareOf.com slash Upside50, and you take a five-minute online quiz. They're going to ask you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, any health concerns you have. Uh, They're also going to bring up some beauty stuff, like your hair, nails, and skin. And from that short quiz... Care of is going to determine going to determine what vitamins and what supplements can help you live a healthier life. And then they're going to deliver those right to your door in little packets that you take every single day. It's so easy. Now, the seasons are changing. It's starting to get cooler and it's time for you to start thinking about your immune health. Care of can help you with that. It takes about a month for your body to adapt to new to new nutrients. So if you're going to start caring for your immune health heading into this winter season, you're going to want to start right now. Start at TakeCareOf.com slash Upside50 and enter code Upside50 for 50% off your first Care Of order. That's TakeCareOf.com slash Upside50 and the promo code is Upside50. Hey, it's Christy from Georgia and today I am grateful for you guys um, showing me what gratitude is all about. My just dropped off my son. My son and I were driving to school this morning. So I was dropping him off on my way to work and we were running early and we hit a deer head on and it's my brand new car that I just got, my dream car. Um, but 
I immediately thought, I'm so thankful that we're okay. And I'm so thankful that my son in the back seat didn't feel anything because of my car. And I just have so much to be grateful for. And because of gratitude, I'm not driving to work mad. I'm not driving to work angry. I'm driving to work thankful that we're safe. And that's all that matters. So thank you guys for showing me a positive way of thinking even when crazy things happen because that's life. And that's 2020. Woohoo! Okay, bye. Hi guys, it's Amy from Minnesota. I've never left a voicemail before, but I just had to call in and tell you that I spent the last three minutes rewinding the podcast today to hear Callie say, I've never met a cow before again. The best ever. So funny. Bye. Good morning, Callie and Jeff. This is Diane, and I just listened to today's podcast, um, and I had to call because I did not realize that we were a family divided. I am calling in response to Nikki and the top sheet. Uh, Girl, you need to use a top sheet. It's so much better. Then you don't wear out your comforter by washing it all the time. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Karen. I had to pause the episode um, from Monday talking about baby announcements and holiday cards. I agree with Kelly. Baby girl needs to have her own baby announcement. Let her do that, and then maybe y'all do what we kind of did with with our daughter's announcement is we kind of did like a Happy New Year's card, too. Just really preview that baby announcement. I might have put my son's parts on my twins' baby announcement that I sent out to everyone. That mommy brain and mommy fatigue is real. Hope y'all have a good day. Bye. Jaden has one dollar bill, one quarter, and two pennies. How how much money how much money does he have? Jaden broke. <laughs> 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 <laughs>